Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Samson come back. You can blame it all on me. I was wrong and I just can't live without you. Welcome to the LEO Podcast. That terrible singing voice you heard is your host, me, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley. That's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. That's at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. And uh, face palming himself and constantly judging in the background is producer Seth. You can block him on Twitter. That's at Satoff5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? First off, I had a nice little intro as well, but I have I'm I'm furious at your intro. Uh-oh. Yeah, Samson James wish he stayed. What a bum! He doesn't <laughs> yeah. fit Leo culture. Like I was, I got a whole like positive pod coming up here, and then you start it like that, wanting a guy who jumps ship. You know who doesn't <laughs> jump ship? Jack freaking Tuttle. Because right. he could he could have been like, guess what? I'm not starting. I'm out but he didn't. And that's why I have a powerful final statement yes. all centered around our man, Jack Tuttle. Well, everybody's super excited to hear it. So, yeah. but anyway, my rather than the show must go on. The LEO podcast doesn't take by weeks. And uh, that's, that's why we're the best podcast around. That's right. So we just pump out content for all six of you guys to listen to. So we appreciate it. Um, the opponent this week is ourselves. It's a bye week. Should be able to get out of this unscathed. Uh, we're going to go in two and three and hopefully come out two and three and get ready for Michigan State. So much like we talked about it last pod. Um, I think after playing the number three, four, and five team to start your season, I think this is a nice, a nice time to have a bye week right about here. So um, real quick. Just to break down a little bit different than a normal pod. Obviously, we're not going to talk about any opponents. So uh, we'll do any news. We've got a little bit of news, some press conference highlights, a little bit of those. Didn't listen to the radio show. I don't know if there was one today. I don't think so. Um, I didn't see anything on 247. So yeah, I didn't see it. So they cover it. They cover it and it would have been on there. Yeah. Uh, we will do our first third of the season, I guess, by week MVPs. So after four games, I don't offense, think we'll do teams. the second two thirds unless do we have another bye week? No, I went back and looked. Um, I don't think we do either. We don't have two. No. So this will be we'll have a one third MVP and then a final. Yes. Um, so there you go. Yeah. And then uh, players, coaches to watch the rest of the season. Also, offense, defense, no special. You don't have to do special teams on that. I mean, everybody's going to watch Chucky and, and Evans on special teams. So um, quick news. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard or not, but uh, Tim Baldwin has entered the portal and left the team. So um, a little bit different than kind of the 
like what I referenced earlier with my song, little Samson James, he was in, out, in, out. We need, now he's out, how so. are you and Chase doing with this? Like, I'm okay. You guys were leading the Timmy B bandwagon and the bandwagon is officially it's gone. gone. It's unhitched. It's gone. Poor like, flipped over. What, what, yeah. what, um, what was, was it Oklahoma? Yeah. Who yeah. like flipped over? That is the Timmy B. <laughs> and then they spilled the ball when they flipped over. So, um, based on the, um, press conference today, expect David Holloman and, and Charlie Spiegel to step up and, and take some carries along with the other walk-ons Childers and, uh, Irvin Poindexter. Yeah, uh, the I, other one I heard, I heard that I read it in your outline. Yeah. Let's, let's not act like we really have an RB two, right? Like every RB two is situational. Yeah. It's, it's, if. We're if if we're need a back for pass blocking, there's gonna be the um the walk-ons, or if Steven Carr is tired. So um yeah. let's let's not really act like an RB2 will be stat or situationally important. And unless it, it, one of those freshmen like really goes nuts like yeah. in this next week or so. But uh do you expect David Ev- David Ellis to move back? now to what to running back or just he obviously hasn't found a spot in the wide receiver room and there's an obvious hole uh so possibly yeah no yeah. i think it's it's absolutely a uh a thing that should be considered yeah um michael Penix, i don't know whatever you want to call it ac separation week to week no surgery needed so yep. he's rehabbing on that so, so we won't know they're not going to say anything. ben ben had this a few years ago and it, it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison, but if it's if it's a separated AC joint, which is what it seems like, Ben missed six to eight weeks. Mm. Um, you know, so that means he's out for the season unless we bring him back for the bowl game. So I wouldn't anticipate to see Michael Penix under center again. Yeah. Um, so. um yeah, so week to week, separated shoulder. They're gonna keep it that way the rest of the season. If he's gonna miss the rest of the season, they're not gonna say that. So, no, 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 no. They're 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 going to make opposing teams plan for both. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, again, that's why they were they've been cagey about what the actual injury is. But everything that we've all read, it, it it's a it's at best a four week injury. But they're not going to rush this guy back. There's no. absolutely no reason to rush this guy back given the results that were on it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, on to the uh, Monday press conference highlights. Uh, speaking of quarterback, the guy taking over Tuttle time, King Tut, as Seth likes to call him. Um, quote from the coach, he's good enough to be a starter and well-respected by his teammates. That's pretty obvious. You you and- saw, like, I loved, like, ev- all those videos that were happening in the end zone on the practice field. You saw those yeah. videos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was involved in almost all of them. Right. And, and people were joking around with him. Like he was one of the mainstays on a lot of the hype videos. Um, now that could just be, he's a center of attention like yours truly. Uh, but uh, he seemed well-respected. So yeah, whatever that means. Um, and Macaulay increased snaps with the first team in practice. So that's pretty cool. I think that's uh, gamemanship making people plan. I don't he, think Macaulay sees it. He's exciting. That's exciting to see him. He looks freaking, he looks the part dude. He looks the part. You know, we love Dexter Williams. He looks better than Dexter Williams, just in practice video. So um, he took Coach Allen took a lot of the blame on offense, which is what we were asking him to do, which I was kind of pushing the blame away from him. 
he's taken full on responsibility for that. And uh, this quote was good. Um, that that the team needs to evaluate the offense in the areas he wants to focus on is on the run game, the play at the quarterback position, and red zone issues. So stab at offensive line, stab at Michael Penix, stab at Nick Sheridan, all while taking full on blame for what did I sit here and say? Like, I wanted to see Tom Allen hold these people accountable. Freaking huge check mark. Like it wasn't exactly calling them out, but he did about as much as you can without being that outwardly blunt. So, you know, I wanted to see that and it made me smile like the Grinch on Christmas. (laughs) Um, okay. Let me think here. Uh, on a positive note, he said all injured or banged up guys on defense will be back for homecoming, barring anything, knock, touch wood, knock, again, whatever. coaches and gamemanship, but it was optimistic and positive. Brandon is yeah. drinking up all that positivity. Thank you, Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't do that stuff. Um, all right, let's get into the MVPs. Do you have anything else from press conference? Did you read anything or, or listen or anything? No. Okay. MVPs after four games, five games. Why did I put four games? Five games, five games. I forgot we played last week. Only half the team played last week. Um, here I go, being the negative guy. Uh, on offense, who do you have? For me, like, um, because you didn't put my outline up until late, I actually wanted to get a little bit of a head start, so I saw yours, which oh. were identical to mine. So I, I went, I went a little different. I went and took the word valuable, took the word valuable, very, very important. As opposed to taking the word most or player. So, (laughs) well, I mean, again, MVP sometimes is someone with the best stats. Like it's not always the most valuable, right? It's, it's, it, it means different things to different people. Yeah. Like Tom Brady, like (laughs) exactly like Tom Brady wins it yet. You know, he's like the 15th best quarterback in the league, but anyway, getting away from it. That's right. I have system quarterback as my most valuable can could you imagine if we didn't have him like could you imagine if samson james or Tim, like baldwin or we were just trotting out freaking um freshman wa- walk-ons or freshmen's like his stats aren't gonna pop out to you 3.8 yards of carry you know a couple touchdowns but the value he brings like you teams have to game floor game plan for him because the talent is there you can't ignore him in the backfield which i think makes him valuable especially now that you know there really isn't an rb2 and he is the guy so i'm not just taking it i'm taking it the first five games into the equation but i'm also figuring how valuable he's going to be the rest of the season yeah yep yep and now the depth behind him is um (laughs) <laughs> very questionable so we need him to to continue to what would tomlin say next man up yes. next man up has to make a splash play splash yeah there you go um okay i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna take my boy here peyton hendershot through five games he has 21 catches 274 yards and one touchdown buckle up four point or four point two re- receptions per game career high 13 yards per catch career high yards per game, career high. Some may say he's having a career season. So uh, he is the MVP, by the way. Yes. They probably would have been the MVP. And I'm just going to give him a quick shout out because it's your boy, 
DJ Matthews. Can't wait for him to come back. Um, he was having career highs in yards per catch and yards per rush before this. Four um, punt returns, one touchdown. I mean, you've got all that stuff. So two carries, 28 yards and a touchdown, 13 catches, 165. So most of that coming against what some would consider probably the second or third best overall defense in the country. So um, there you go. Defense. I have another one. I have another oh, one. you got another one on offense. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. You you gave two, so I'm giving two. Go ahead. Get it. And this is more locker room culture setting a precedent. And I've I already said it once, but I'm going to say it again. Jack Tuttle could have left. It's oh, the Jack world Tuttle. of the transfer culture, right? Like you you're going to just look at Tim Baldwin, look at Sam Virginia. You're you can transfer at a second. You know how valuable it is to be able to go from quarterback one to quarterback two and seemingly not have a drop off or in this case, maybe improved play. Seth said it. I don't know if it was um, last Wednesday or, or which pot it was, but, you know, the most popular guy in town is, is the second string quarterback. Well, that's the case. And it's even more the case when you have a guy as talented as Jack Tuttle. So, no, he's not an MVP on the field. But again, seeing somebody like that in the locker room who stuck around and is getting that chance I think doesn't get slept on by people within that locker room and outside of that locker room. So I just wanted to go and make that point um, that you know he's my MVP off the field. Seth. Uh, I had a tie between Stephen Carr and Peyton Hendershot. Wow. You guys giving love to Stephen Carr. It makes me really happy. Thank he's you. a workhorse running back. He's the guy who can make people miss in a phone booth with quickness or power. Well, you would think that he's the if worst he running has back that, ever had. If he has that Iowa line, he's probably averaging six yards a game. Or, or anybody else. Bing, 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 bing. You would think he's the worst running back we've ever had if you visit the old message boards. But um, I am now boycotting those along with the basketball boards. So this is really fun for me to do my own research and have my own opinions without reading anybody else's. Order. Again, we love Pigs. We love Matt Weaver. I don't yep. remember. I haven't been on the pigs boards like i i check out like the inside the locker room on fridays and then i check the basketball chat monday night like Mm -mm. i used to check the foot like when we were getting all those recruits i was checking pigs football like every day you're right man um the the basketball message board culture has moved its way over to football and it's it's toxic and they're doing everything they can on that twitter's no different we're part of a ton of Facebook groups. The Facebook groups are brought. So it, it isn't mm-hmm. just them or that site. It's it's literally everywhere. It's yeah. It's um it's sad. Yeah. Um, what's not sad? It's our defense. Who do you have MVP on defense? Pretty oh, obvious. Man. There's it, two really obvious ones. There's one super obvious. Yeah, and 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 you took both. So I'm gonna go a little bit off. A little different here. Well, I, I, you know, I write down two just in case you take one of mine, just so you know, just a heads up. Yeah. Um, okay, but go I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have both. I'll let okay. you have both. You Good. filled out your outline before me, so I'm taking two different ones. Um, I have Cam Jones because yeah. he has absolutely looked like the player that I didn't expect, but he absolutely fits that role. He is huge. He's all over the place. He ties the team with tackles, and he looks like a bona fide stud. Um, especially, you know, when the, the rotations that we do, um, you know, he, he's very important and has and 
has just been absolutely amazing this year. Yeah, Cam Jones has been awesome. Um, can I I'll just take, get my minor one out of the go way? Ahead, and, go and ahead. Go ahead and talk about your two actual MVPs. Yeah, go th- ahead. Th- this is along the same lines as Stephen Carr, right? Imagine if we didn't have him. The defensive line, interior defensive line, like you corrected me on a few podcasts ago, has been abysmal again this year. But could you imagine if we didn't have Weston Kramer? Like if we didn't have him to produce anything in that middle, he's had he's had a forced fumble, he's clogged up running lanes, he's pushed some centers back. Like he is the only one noticeable within that position group. And if we didn't have him, there how many more yards are out on that field that our defense is, is giving up? Right. Um, so he's valuable within that position group, as in we don't have anyone else. So in my mind, again. I wish Seth was keeping count. This is probably the 27th time I've said valuable. He's valuable within that room because again, it's bare bones. Yeah. Yes. So I was just going back to look through what episode that was often defensive line would have been. I don't know. I don't know what episode that was, but we did a defensive. Pretty sure it was Western Kentucky. It was the Sunday episode of Western Kentucky. Oh, no, I'm talking about when we previewed the defensive line. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I cannot find it. But we either way, so, we, we, we previewed so high it. On, Spring we were so series, high it's on in here. CO. We were so high on DMAC again, was D, he was noticeable in the past game or two. Um, but Weston Kramer was making plays at Iowa. He yeah. was making plays in Cincinnati. I mean, he's he's been consistent all five games. And he was a guy. We barely talked about. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Episode twenty four. I don't. I think we were like, yeah, we got this Weston Kramer guy there for depth, like, no big deal. And then here he is, just starting and like killing it. So, um, I'll stay with the transfer side of that. My second MVP on defense is Ryder Anderson. So, through five games, he is our leader in tackles on the team with twenty nine tackles, leader in sacks, three sacks. One forced fumble, six and a half tackles for loss. His three sacks for this season, five games in, career high. So um, I don't, I think he was vastly underused at Old Miss. Um, he is, he's a player. He's really good. So hopefully he can play himself into. So this, this is not negative at all. Okay. This is a, this is a fact and a fact that I think that we can use going forward. I think this is a great recruiting tool in the world of the transfer portal. Who have yeah. we talked about being MVPs? We've talked about Stephen Carr, DJ transfer. Matthews. DJ Matthews, transfer. Ryder Anderson, transfer. Western, Western, uh, Western Kramer, yep. transfer. Yep. And, I, and neither one of us are going to talk about Handy, and I don't think I can imagine our defensive line without Handy. I think so, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love – Right. Love so me some stone that, I'm not saying that's a negative that we have all these MVPs or impact players from transfers. Yeah. I mean, look what, look what, again, this a little bit of apples and oranges, but that's how Texas tech went to a basketball national championship. Yeah. Like you can build a championship quality team from transfers. Yeah. So again, I don't want it to be a negative and talk about recruiting or development. All I'm saying is I, if I, you can, if I was a recruiting coordinator, I would be like, look, we can be transfer you. Come here, get playing time, get tape to get to the league. 
Like, yeah. I think I think that is a huge thing that I would be screaming at the top of my lungs if I was in that recruiting room yeah. for IU. The only problem you could run into, I guess, would be actual recruiting of high school players. So, you know, next year, I would I would expect McCullough probably thinks he's playing, right? Maybe not starting, but playing. But if you recruit transfers over the top of him with the expectation of them to play, I mean, it gets a little weird whenever you go through all that kind of stuff. But um, the obvious MVP, my boy, Mr. Two-Star, Micah McFadden. Four and a half games played. I made that a very clear thing. He played, started five games. He only played four and a half. Uh, 27 tackles. Would have been the leader on the team with tackles. He has two sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, six and a half tackles for loss, four quarterback hurries, and a pass defended. He is on track to have career highs in everything I just listed. The dude is an absolute monster. He had eight tackles in the first. I told you he was going to come out with his hair on fire against Western Kentucky after being ejected. First quarter, eight tackles. Two tackles for loss, I'm pretty sure. So, like, really the only super standout player on that defense during that game. So, he was he's, he's just incredible. He's incredible. He's playing himself into linebacker of the year. I mean, again, everyone knows I'm dramatic. Everyone knows I'm hyperbolic. Micah McFadden will go down as my favorite IU defensive player of all time. Nice. Yeah, it was, you know, trying to think who mine would be, like Tracy Porter, Greg Middleton, Jordan Crawford, Jonathan Crawford. You love love T-Gray for a while. T-Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Tracy Porter broke my heart. Yeah, I saw you had McFadden. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Special teams, these should be obvious, right? Your boy? Yeah. Chucky Campbell, five you, you, you know, You know that you know that meme where it's like the two astronauts with like the gun? Like it, it, it always was. It was always Chucky. Yeah. Same as yeah. it's always been. Seven of eight field goals. The poor kid had one blocked last week. Would have made it. Uh, 12 of 12 on extra points with a long of 49 on the season. Career long is 53. Found that out today. I forgot about that. Um, and then the other one I have listed is James Evans. I mean, outside of his first two punts at Iowa, he's been like really good. He had that. He had that. He had a bad one at Penn State. He had that Did 20 have, some plus yard shanker I just, at, I mean, at Penn nobody State. Played well at Penn State outside um, of the defense. I had DJ Matthews. Um, he came in and that's all me and Seth were talking about. Like, Hey, if we could get up, you know, a couple field flippers, one touchdown, he does that in his third game ever. Well, so, it's um, funny with him. I wanted to put him and down he, and, and he I got w- hurt on it and yeah. it sucks, but that's so freak. Like, so he has four punt returns. He has 83, I want to say punt yard or punt return yards. He has four punt catches, four punt return catches, one return for a touchdown for 81 yards, two fair catches, and then the one that he got hurt on. So, yes, no, it's still, he still scored points. So, it's still, still good enough. Um, okay, cool. Real quick, before we get into uh, the next section, which is IU players to watch, but it's IU players to watch the rest of the season as opposed to in the next game, we will do a super quick word from our sponsor, which is Monon Track Club. Indiana or MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier state. They craft products, tell stories and create experiences that aim to celebrate support and add to Indiana's running culture. 
Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. And as a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code, you already know it, LEO10, that's LEO10 at checkout. Now, back to the show. One more section. Hang on, boys and girls, before we get to Brando's Randos. Okay. Are you players to watch, Brandon? Who are you watching the rest of the season on offense? Let's just do one per on this. All right. I'm going to go two anyway, but they go okay. hand in hand. Okay. Um, I'm thinking the two obvious ones. I mean, if, if Jack Tuttle's our quarterback, we beat Cincinnati. And how is the narrative changed? How is the narrative changed if we're three and two and our two road losses come against two teams in the top five? People aren't freaking out, right? So that's what I'm watching. I'm like, you go as your quarterback goes. I know that as a Steeler fan, you've known that as some of the bad Colts years. And even though Wentz has one good game, you go as your quarterback goes. And my all eyes is on King Tut. I like that way better than Tuttle time. Um, And and you know who's going to help him along the way? The MVP of the offense, Peyton Hendershot, who is a tight end, is a quarterback's best friend. So Mm -hmm. I'm watching that and I'm watching them both just absolutely tear it up over the next two thirds of the season. Yeah. I'm going to take his other two weapons on the outside. Two guys that have been with the team now for four years. Um, Two guys that everybody that listens to the podcast know that I love. Uh, I'm going to go Jack boy, Jacoby Hewitt and miles Marshall. So miles Marshall on one hand, very good hands. Don't really see any drops happening there. Really good route runner. And then as far as Jacoby, Jacoby goes, Jack boy, great hands as well. And that dude is quick out of his break. So you want to talk about your slants. You want to talk about everything else. And he's not afraid to go over the middle. So um, he's just got to get his helmet figured out. <laughs> just, just keep his helmet on. Every time he makes a catch, he's got to come off for a play because his helmet pops off. So um, perfect example. Go back and watch Penn State game from last year on the final drive. I think he made two, two catches on that drive, maybe one, I think two catches. And after both catches, he had to get off the field because his helmet just fell off. <laughs> so get your helmet fixed, Jack boy. All right. On defense, who do you got? So we've had the Ryder Anderson breakout game. We've had Raheem Lane jump onto the scene. I'm ready for the handy breakout game. I'm ready for maybe a sack or two, maybe a big forced fumble. I'm ready for handy to, you know, while he has done his job and he's done it very, very well, I want like the breakout, like potentially defensive Big Ten player of the week type game. And I think he has it in him and no better than this one coming up against uh, Michigan State. Um, he's about three times the size of Peyton Thorne. So. Okay, that's great. That's really good. So he asked it so that. The problem with that would be we have to stop the have to stop the run for him to get on the field. We haven't shown a lot of that capability, and especially against Michigan State, I'm assuming we'll be prepped for that with two weeks of prep. So, um, I totally agree. You know, I'm a huge fan of his. I will go with Reese Taylor. So um, he looks good, man. He just looks outside of uh, he had one tough game. Was that since? Not the Cincinnati. Was it Cincinnati? He had a tough game, maybe. Um, he just looks explosive. Breaks on the ball. Sure tackler in the secondary. He's great in space. We've seen him in space. Great tackler one-on-one. And he's on on pace to break career highs in all categories except for passes defended right now. So 
Um, I can't multiply zero. Well, I can. It just gives you zero again. So, um, Seth, do you have anything to add on this before we get into Brando's Randos? Actually, you know what? Before I do this, real quick, I, I do want to add one more. Another player I'm going to be watching because we're, we saw it with, with Michael Penix. Um, anything can happen. So I'm just going to enjoy Mikey McFadden. I, I, I don't know if he's on pace to break any records or, or what's going on there. Um, but I'm just going to be watching like, he is what I'm going to be watching every time he, he takes a snap. Yeah. There as he's well. great. Um, so just be, let me go back and hit something real quick. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger's current QBR, QBR, is that right? Yeah. QBR yes. is a uh, 78.9 Carson Wentz 92.1. So we will move on from there. Um, Brando's Randos, go ahead. All right. So let's play a little game. This podcast is already getting a little longer than I thought, but I want to play the game anyway. Let's play. Let's pick a top 25 team and give them IU schedule and see what the record is. Okay. Well, tell me, tell me Michigan. Okay. How about Michigan yeah. state? Our next Michigan. Opponent. What is Michigan state's record? So they beat Kirk. Western Kentucky. So that's a W they beat. They're going to beat. They would beat Idaho. Okay. Would they go into? No, you're holding it the wrong way, right? Okay. Two and three. Seth says two and three. There's no way that they go into happy Valley and win at night. Nope. There's no way that since that they lose to Cincinnati or beat Cincinnati. I'm sorry. And there's no way that in the very first game of the season, they go into Iowa and win that game. There's just no way. Yep. I also so don't you're, think that you're they score 24 theme, points against this, this, Cincinnati. Th- this is, this is going to go pretty quickly, but this is my point. Undefeated Michigan state, right? Yeah. Ranked 11th. Yep. Let's talk about the leader of the ACC right now. Wake forest five and oh wake forest what is wake forest's record if they're iu schedule do they i mean you have to say two and three just because it's tough to pick western kentucky to beat really anybody yeah well i mean why don't you take coastal carolina does coastal carolina beat western kentucky at western kentucky at night it's a heck of a lot closer. That's what I mean. So maybe okay. they're one and so, four. So th- those are my two obvious ones. But here's another one that I talk about that is going to be on everyone's college game day, and, and everyone is talking about college football playoff. One more real quick. One what, more. What? Yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. Can they're, Notre Dame go into Iowa and win? No, they're two and three. They're that, and, and that's three, my two. whole point. This, do you like positive, Brandon? Like, this yes. is my thing. Everyone yes. is hating on IU for being two or three. It's a ruined I season. It's the way it we looks. failed expectations. Yeah. It, it, it's the way Look it at looks. all these, like, everyone is talking about Kenny Pickett for Heisman. Wake Forest is going to win the ACC oh, for the first time in forever. Coastal Carolina should be a playoff team. Put them in IU's shoes. That, that was kind of my whole point of this rando. But I got one more team. Okay. And I think this is a generally an interesting one. A team that I don't think have been overly impressive. What would Oklahoma be if they played IU schedule? Oh Are goodness. they undefeated? I want to see Oklahoma at Iowa so bad. Three and two. Seth says they're not, three and they're two. They're not undefeated. No. I mean, they're four and one at best. Um, That's a night game at Penn State going in there with that quarterback. I don't know about that. 
And then Cincinnati but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Could, Oklahoma, who is everyone Cincinnati is penciling in as that fourth team right now. Yeah. Well, they're always just there hanging but around. But that, that, like, that's what I want our listeners, and that and that's what really, you know, after Sunday, I said, all right, Brandon, you said you're going to be positive. How are you going to do it? And this is the game I played, and I've slept like a baby. I like it. Yep. Hey, here's a real quick rando that I've been thinking about for a while. Say Iowa beats Penn State. Finishes the season undefeated, wins the Big Ten. Say Georgia beats Alabama in the, the SEC final. Is Georgia, Iowa, is that 6 3 LSU Alabama again? Like Probably. the greatest Probably. game ever played 2.0? Because Georgia, if, if they have JT Daniels back, then maybe. They'll be better. But Stetson, whatever the hell his name is, Stetson's something not bad. 17-7, Seth says. You think Georgia gets 17 on him? Gotcha. A lot of points. A lot of Which is insane because it's not a lot of points. No. Okay. Keep going. All right. So, as we mentioned, this podcast doesn't have bye weeks, um, but we do. So, my question to you guys is, what is your football consumption um, during bye weeks, whether that is pro or college, you take the week off because like me, I do like I eat, breathe, sleep my my football teams. I do kind of like watch less during my team's bye weeks. So so Saturday, I will watch select games. Um, I'm trying to look. I'm looking at the Big Ten schedule, See, not which me, we will I'm- hit like I will watch that Penn State Iowa game. Like I haven't done yard work in like four or five weeks, like Saturday I'm doing nothing, but like, you know, doing stuff that it just has, you know, because again, my weekends have been so football consumed that like, I I doubt it. I mean, it's, it's, if you look at the slate, there's some really good games. Yeah. Um, so I may, you know, between coming in and grabbing a beer, I may watch a couple, but I'll be most, I I won't be watching this much. Yeah. Who's Wake God? I'd like to see Wake Forest lose. Playing any, is that the team? For... Is that should we just say right now that's the team we're going to root against the rest of them? Yeah, because they're a joke. They're a joke. Number one in the ACC. They're name. well, the ACC is a joke. We are. We know this. We've talked about this before. The I think they're off this week. Team. Of course, the only undefeated team. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech in Virginia Tech will be a good one. Blacksburg's um, tough to win. Trying to think, Alabama, Texas A and M. 18-point spread there. Yeah, Texas A&M. I don't know. It's a fat spread. Will you watch Michigan at Nebraska at night? No. Yeah, Seth says yes. I'm definitely going to watch that Iowa-Penn State game. I'm alone with the boys. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's 4 Saturday. o'clock. So, you know, if I start yard work around 9 or 10, that gives me 5 or 6 hours in the yard. Oh, Wake Maybe. Forest at Syracuse. They're in the Dome at 3.30. So, they're going to go. They're going to be 6-0. Five and a half point to watch that. No, I'm not watching it. No, no, I'll keep tabs on it. On that, I'll definitely watch Penn State, Iowa. You're right. I'll watch. Okay. Anything else in the randos? Yes. One more. Matt Corral, currently number two in Heisman voting. You know, again, didn't play awful against Alabama. I didn't watch any of it, but I looked at the stats. Do we like Matt Corral as a potential Coulter Steeler? No. He's not. Well, we don't need a quarterback. We're fine as long as ours stays healthy at some point. If we can just, we have to draft a million offensive linemen. Get your face out of said. the thing, dude. The you guys, thing. no, you guys don't. Watch I'm the on the OK Corral slinging 
in Heinz Field. Just I'm I'm on the I'm on the Matt Corral bandwagon. Uh, I'm positive. Brandon is hey we lost to a great quarterback in that bowl. There you um, go. And he's going to look good in black and gold. I think it's the first time you've actually referred to him as as Matt Corral, as opposed to Golden Corral. (laughs) That's all I got, man. All right, let's reach into producer Seth Sack and grab a couple questions, or maybe one because he's disappointed us before. So what do you got? Yeah, Brandon stole my coping strategy for bye weeks. Um, So I'm purging the NFL. I always purge the NFL. What the Colts play at one, probably. No, Colts yeah. are Monday night. Ah, yeah. red zone all freaking day on Sunday. Heck all yeah, right. Let, dude. Let's talk coach speak. You guys were joking about it early on. We all hate them, but we all use them anyways. What's the biggest coach speak cringe? Oh, uh, got to keep our nose to the grindstone. Keep the blinders on. Just anything that comes out of Chuck Pagano's mouth was pretty cringeworthy for me what do you keep have grinding. keep grinding that was the one that always got to me uh my other two are like um who's your nation like anytime you add nation to oh, anything yeah. or who's your strong cult strong oh, like cult strong oh nation or strong to anything drives me i did nuts. have a chuck yeah you, you mean steeler nation everyone says it and it's bad um, but again, so I, Mike Tomlin um, has more Tomlinisms. Um, one that I especially hate is we're never going to evaluate football in shorts. Um, it's a really bad one. Uh, another one that he says is um, we're going to play at a varsity level. For some reason, that's a good thing. Like like today, we didn't play at a varsity level. Today was junior varsity. Um, just, just horrible. Um, and then I don't actually think he knows what the word obviously means because he uses it every three words like i know michael sent me the the lebitard show splash he says obviously twice as much as he says splash Splash. um if you didn't know i'm not a tomlin fan <laughs> for everyone's it's so good okay that's if, it we've emptied your sack or no nope oh, no. i have a backup always have a backup uh if cincy is going to win out It'd be a 13 and 0. They don't do they any. beat out an uh 12 and 1 Ohio State team? No. For a playoff bid? No. Not a chance. IU's not good. Notre Dame's not good. Neither team will be ranked at the end of the year, so those wins won't matter. Oh, Notre Dame will be ranked. They'll have five losses and be ranked. Um no, no, I don't think so. And I think you see that like and, and I think that's what propels upset. because I want it, right? Yeah. And then all they're not going to get in, and that will propel the 18 playoff yeah. into happening, right? Especially if uh, Coastal Carolina wins out too. Like I don't think either one of those teams get in, and and oh, now that has or- no chance. And now that Oregon's lost, a Pac-12 team is out. So I think it's going to be both SEC teams and Oklahoma. So three are locked in. There's if if Penn State or Iowa run the table they're in right so that's yeah. the fourth team yeah if Ohio State runs the rest of the table they're in Cincinnati I, will have to. to Cincinnati will need Iowa Penn State and Ohio State to all lose one a piece obviously or Oklahoma Oklahoma I think that big 12 so freaking bad I think Oklahoma loses one and I think they both get in okay 
Well, let me see what the odds are to win the Big Ten right now. Um, conference winner. This is courtesy of DraftKings. The are Big you, Ten. Are you at 10,000 to one? I did look that up. Yeah, we are at 10,001. We are still higher than Purdue, who are at 15,000 to one. So another another W, and they will still say we suck during their kickoff. Um, Ohio State minus 120. Iowa plus 380. Penn State plus 500. Go hammer plus 380 and plus 500 right now because you'll win some sort of money just depending on what happens on Saturday because I was going to win the West. There's no chance anybody else sneaks up on them. Wisconsin's bad. Minnesota is plus 500. Juicy. It is juicy. But they do they go to Ohio State? Do we know? And do I you got have Oklahoma and Cincinnati on there? Um, To win the comp. Oh, here. I'll go to national championship if you want. Or to make playoffs. Here we go. Um, Ohio State is plus 150. Oklahoma minus 105. So yeah, they, uh, even Michigan, Vegas thinks Oklahoma gets in. They have they have Michigan Oklahoma at negative plus three sixty. Michigan, um, I was at plus three forty. Alabama, what? To make they, they, the playoffs, they, they, Alabama's at plus five hundred. They flip it. It's no. It's the only one that has no. Oh, first. sorry. That's that. So that is flipped. You're right. Cincinnati's at plus two ten. Um. Georgia minus 800. Yeah, so that's really about it. Clemson still hanging around at plus 750. That's weird. So, all right. Uh, and Ohio State plays at home against Penn State. That is the game. Oh, ooh. uh-oh. What is it? Trap game. Ohio State comes out to Bloomington, and then they have to play Penn State at home next week. Yeah. There you go. Could have thought. This was a Penn State trap game, too. Well, you made me say it. So, okay, let's do this. Big Ten predictions, real quick. Uh, these are against the spread. Yep. Okay. Seth starts. Maryland at number seven, Ohio State. Ohio State favorite by 21. Who you got? Ohio Moneystein University. Okay. Um, Michigan State, minus six at Rutgers. It's party. Um, Wisconsin getting 10 or giving, giving 10, sorry, giving 10 points. This is big at Illinois. Bucky. Wow. Remember what happened last time they went there. Just keep that. Uh Uh, Penn state at Iowa, Iowa, giving a point and a half. What is it? Herbie. Herbie Hawkeye. Yeah. Herbie Hawkeye. Herbie up. I don't know. They don't say that. Uh, I have no idea. Hockey. Hockey. Uh, Hawkeye. It's it's Herbie, Herbie Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh and number nine, Michigan giving three and a half at Nebraska. Tricky game. Night game. You're on mute. Michigan. Oh. <laughs> You're just like I didn't want to nodding say your head. All right, Brandon. Same games. Maryland at Ohio State. Minus 21. Maryland just lost to Iowa. By 37. I've already written it down. <laughs> you don't think Ohio State's going to cover by 21 points? That yeah. might be my lock of the week. That is a horrible line. Yeah. Like, I may tease that up to 27 and a half. That's a good idea. I do. By the way, plug in my other show. I hold a gambling uh, podcast Saturday mornings. Um, and college football is like the only thing I'm betting well in. Well, um, 
for Michigan State. Rutgers is four and one against the spread. All these dudes do is cover. The only time Rutgers hasn't covered is they lost by a hook. So I'm teasing this down to five and a half, not six. So I am taking Rutgers at five and a half. Okay. Uh, plus five and a half. Okay. Uh, moving, moving to Wisconsin, double digit points against a team that can't score on the road is insane. 10 is a ton of points. Yeah. And Illinois defense is decent regardless. So give me Illinois as a home favorite by double digits. I'll have this for my gambling show. I don't have it right now, but I'm sure the stat of a conference game at home with a double digit, I bet that team probably covers probably 60% of the time. So I'm definitely going Illinois. Um, Iowa Penn State game is a reason why it's a point and a half. This game is crazy close. I just don't have, I don't think Goodson and Petrus are as good as they are. And I think Penn State's defense is better than we thought. So, and one and a half is, is essentially a pick 'em. Um, so I'm taking Penn State money line, probably is, is what I would take on that game. The point and a half is really, really yeah, tough. Nothing. But, yeah. Um, but, but regardless, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Penn State. Uh, and Nebraska sucks. I, I, Cade McNamara has actually looks better than, than I thought he would look like that. They haven't went to the freshman yet. Um, I can't believe a guy with the name of Cade is any good at anything, but apparently he is. So give me Michigan. I'll go real quick. Ohio state, Michigan state, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan. So We're all different. I will be pumped to review this on Sunday. Cause I think I clean house with you guys on these picks. I think Iowa's defense is better than Penn State's defense. That's it. I think it's very low scoring. I think maybe. I think so total. Over, I think you maybe I think over see two under. Touchdowns. I saw forty two. Maybe forty two is way high. That's real high. The the, the Pittsburgh Broncos games thirty eight and a half, which is hilarious. Um, forty one. Forty one is the Penn State Iowa game. That's high. That seems really high for those two defenses and those two quarterbacks. So, um, okay. Final statements. Um, I don't have one guys, believe it or not, but I'll let Brandon, I'll let Brandon hit one positive. Brandon, everybody positive. Brandon, 2019, you were three and two started off. zero and two in conference got clobbered. Finished the season eight and four, finished the season eight and five. Ramsey came in mid season. It was a dream season that led us to Jacksonville. I think we're going to have another dream season with Jack Tuttle coming back together. I have us going again, seven and five in the regular season, but then we're winning our bowl game. Um, So we're going to have another eight and five season led by another backup quarterback. And this season is just, again, another list of all the miracle seasons that Tom Allen puts together. Uh, This is the only bye week. So this is, again, all of us were (laughs) claiming nine and three, 10 and two. I still think a seven and five regular season, given we've all seen the tweets of hardest schedules. I think seven and five will be an absolute exceed expectations based on hindsight. Uh, and again, really, really happy uh, and, and confident in Jack Tuttle and Tom Allen for the rest of the year. I like it. I like that a lot. I will reiterate this <laughs> two and three with losses to. At number three, at number four, 
and home against number five. Seth, can we tweet out my question? I, I know we don't have that many Twitter followers, um, but can we put out um, which team in the top 25 doesn't go two and three with IU schedule? Out, well, Georgia does, probably wins most of them. Alabama probably yeah, wins most yeah. of them. But outside of those two, if you're not Georgia or Alabama, who else in Would, the top 25? Yeah, because I've, I've been thinking, but again, like, yeah, people need to step back and realize that literally 120 teams in college football are going two and three with that schedule mm-hmm. at best. So, all right, cool. Anything else, Seth, before I wrap her up? Nope. Okay, be sure to check out the pod on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com backslash podcast LEO, and on Twitter at podcast LEO. Be sure to download, follow, rate, and review on all of our platforms. And we will talk to you after this weekend's slate. We will do a Big Ten wrap-up, maybe a college football wrap-up if there's any other crazy stuff. And then we will start to transition into previewing the Michigan State homecoming game. Um, Until then, we'll talk to you guys, and we love you. Elio? Elio. Elio. He said it. Kind of like chopped up, but he said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.